Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Well, good evening, everybody. I'm excited to be here, uh, second week in a row that I get to, to be speaking with you guys or to you guys. Uh, if you're... <laughs> Right on. Well, thank you. Uh, if you're online because you didn't want to come to church tonight because it's raining, I don't blame you, but um, I'm glad you're here anyway watching online. Um, you're welcome here. I hope that you feel the anointing as strongly as everybody here uh, present with us. So thank you for, for coming. For those who are here, uh, thanks for braving the rain and the drivers. Texas drivers in the rain are something I have discovered since moving here, and I absolutely love them. (laughs) Let's open up in prayer. Father, first off, I pray a protection over all the Texas drivers that are out there in Jesus' name. Give them wisdom and peace and make them less angry in Jesus' name. But Father, tonight, over all the services that are here, Lord, from the children's to the youth to us, Father, I pray, God, that your anointing would be strong here and that would break any yoke or bondage that that is on our lives. If we came in here with it, Father, I pray that that bondage, that baggage, that depression, whatever it is that we're feeling that is negative, Father, I pray, Lord, when we walk out of here, even while we're sitting in, in these chairs, Father, all across this campus, that we would feel the peace and the power and the life and love of Jesus come into us, Father, and, 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 and destroy those yokes in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that as we leave, we will be changed by the power of your word, by the power of the life of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Help in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark eleven twenty three is going to be our key text tonight, uh, so you might as well take your little uh, uh, bookmark and, and flip there. Uh, but Mark eleven twenty three in the New King James Version, let's start there. It says, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Tonight we're going to be uh, going into part two of, of the series that I uh, will be teaching for the next couple of weeks on faith. And tonight I want to talk to you, um, I, I alluded to it last week, but I want, to, I want to talk to you tonight about faith, hope, and I want to throw in there mental assent. Because there is a difference between all three of those and we're going to learn about those tonight. I feel that a lot of times in my life, um, I have believed something that was true. And it was truth. It was even the word of God. I, 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 a lot of times in my life, I know the word. You know, I was taught it from a young age, you know, because my parents read me Bible stories before bed growing up and, and, and whatnot. And I knew the word. I knew what the Bible said. I knew all the stories. And I even believed that God was good. I believed all those things. And, and I even believed that God healed people because that's just what I read. And I mean, the faith of a child, you just see God heals all those people in the Bible. So that means he still heals today. And then I grew up. And I learned what doubt was. And, 
and then I go start going on missions trip at a younger age, and, I, and then I start seeing the Bible stories come alive again. I'm like, what's going on? I'm on a missions trip here, and here I am in this third world country, and, and I'm laying hands on, on people, and, and, and arms are growing where there were no arms, and, and people with AIDS are, are getting healed, because how do I know that? Because a month later, they came and talked to me and said, the doctor says I don't have AIDS, and, and here I am. I'm, I'm seeing these things. I'm like, this is absolutely amazing, and then I get back to America, and I'm going and praying for people, and I'm laying hands on the sick, and nobody's getting healed. And I think to myself, I thought, well, I know it's true, I believe it, you know, I know God's good, but why isn't it happening? See, let me ask you a question. Who in here, and and, and remember, uh, I'm Pastor Joshua, I'm the student ministries pastor, if you forgot that, and I love class participation because I've been teaching students for 18 years and I I, I enjoy it when people raise their hand and talk back to me. I'm one of those kind of of teachers. So I'm gonna ask you a question and feel okay to raise your hand or even blurt it out like you're a middle schooler. So let me ask this question. Who in here believes that God can heal? That's good. Okay, let me ask you another question. Who, uh, who in here believes that God can provide all of your needs? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Do you have any scripture for that? Good. I'm happy. At least five people said yes. That's more than I get on... Other days. So what happens if I were to ask you, though, if you believe God will do that for you? Amen. Amen, Pastor John. Amen. 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 Right. Amen. Now, that's exactly the response I wanted. It's because it's the one I expected, and I planned around that response. So if you all would have like got up and started running around the place, it would have totally thrown me off, and I wouldn't have known what to do next. Uh, see, I hear this all the time when I ask those questions. I hear, um, I sure hope so, Pastor Josh. You know, or, yes, yeah, amen, amen, amen. Yeah, I hear that tinge of doubt, or that tinge of Well, you know, there's contingencies, Pastor Josh. Well, Pastor Josh, you don't really know my story. Or, well, Pastor Josh, maybe one day. You know, well, Pastor Josh, if if enough people pray for me. Or, well, Pastor Josh, here, there, in the air. You know, like I said last week. Well, Pastor, well, and I hear that a lot. I hear well all the time. And... I want to teach you tonight, though, the difference between that statement and a statement that's spoken in faith. Because I want you to know that hoping something is not having faith for something. Hope is not faith. And when we go to God, most of the time we go in hope and not in faith. And that includes me. I'm not... I'm not, um, I am susceptible to this as well. So let's look at this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. See, tonight, my first point is if you're on the live notes tonight on the app, the first fill in the blank that you can fill in tonight is the difference between faith and hope. 
the difference between faith and hope. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. First, let me tell you that there is a difference between Bible faith, or what I talked about last week, we called it relational faith. So anytime you hear me talking about faith tonight, I'm going to be talking about um, that kind of faith, relational faith, biblical faith, faith that's based on what the word of God says, not on our experiences, not on any other way, unless I state otherwise. So that's what we'll be talking about. There's a difference between Bible faith and human faith, natural faith. Um, everyone has faith. I mean, everybody's born with a sense of faith. I mean, when you're a baby and your mom uh, uh, feeds you for the first time, the next time you cry, you have faith as a baby. This is my, you know, I have no you know, evidence for this, but it's my belief in that swelling, crying child. That when, you, when it wails and cries and moans and groans at you that next time, it's having faith that you will feed it. And it's like that, you know, the parable that Jesus said that it's like that persistent, annoying widow who went to the judge over and over. And, and the Bible basically said that she plagued him with such annoyance that the judge is like, fine, we'll have whatever you want. And I believe that was faith. That's the faith of a baby. They will let you know that this is what they want and you will give it to them. And that is faith, in a sense. See, but we're all born with it. In fact, everybody in here tonight used your natural faith when you sat down. In fact, in fact Christine, could you, just, could you stand up real quick? Now just sit down. You just, you just operated in faith. In, in fact, I'm going to do it right now. And I didn't even think about it. I just sat down. And, and you did the same thing when you sat down. You had faith that that chair was going to hold you and not drop you on the ground. Unless you had a friend behind you that you've, you know, who's pulled that chair out behind you, you don't doubt that that chair will catch you. And, and we don't even think about it. Here's the, here's the wonder about natural faith or even any type of faith, is that after enough times of, of practicing this type of faith, you just believe that that chair is going to hold you and you don't even think about it anymore. It becomes such a part of you that you're that you're just operating in faith. And so that's why faith is just a, it's a part of our life. But see, there's a difference between natural faith and biblical faith or, or relational faith. See, the difference between natural and biblical faith is that Bible faith or relational faith is also known, um, is believing with your heart. You can almost call it heart faith. In fact, we will. We'll use that. We'll use relational faith or biblical faith or heart faith. We'll, we'll say that tonight just so I can confuse you. But biblical faith or relational faith or heart faith is, is all based on what your heart, what you believe in with your heart, not with your head. And, and you used your head when you thought about sitting down. You didn't use your heart. And there's a big difference between the two. There is a vast difference between believing with your heart and just believing 
your physical senses, what your physical senses may tell you. See, Bible faith is laying hold of the unseen realm of hope and bringing it into the realm of reality. Bible faith grows out of the word of God. That's not a quote from me. You can amen that all you want, but I didn't say that. Kenneth E. Hagin did, and I liked it, so I stole it. See, I'll read it again. There's a vast difference between believing with your heart and just believing what your senses tell you. Bible faith is laying hold of the unseen realm of hope. Remember, faith is the substance of the things we hope for. It's that it's taking what we're hoping for and it grabs a hold of it and brings it into our now. And that's what faith is. It's taking what we all hope for and bringing it to our now. It's holding on of it. It's claiming it. There's a, another translation of, of Hebrews 11.1 1 that says it is our property deed. Faith is our property deed. In other words, I signed my name to it. It is now mine. It's in my name. I own it. I can do whatever I want with it. I'm grabbing it. It's mine. That's, uh, I believe the message paraphrase says that. The difference, see, in hope, we hope for finances to pay our bills. Am I right? We really hope that we worked enough hours to get in, you know, if we're paid hourly. We really hope that we worked enough hours so that way, you know, when we get paid at the end of the two-week period, we have enough money to pay our bills or to buy food. We're really hoping. I mean, well, okay, we know for a fact because then we know how much we're, okay, that's a bad example. Let's go to sales. You really hope that you're going to make enough sales this month. You really, who's in sales? Anybody in sales? I was in sales all growing up. And so this is a little bit closer. Any salesmen in here? Really, there's only a couple of us? Well, you're the bestest. Anyway, so you really hope that you make enough sales, and you, but you're not sure. See, but what faith does, it says, I will get enough sales this month and I will pay my bills on time, on time. Remember that, on time, salespeople. Because faith is the evidence of things not seen. See, Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us that faith is substance. Faith gives substance to what we hope for. And when I just ponder that thought, it's giving substance, our faith and what is faith? It's simply what we believe, right? It's not some intangible thing. It's like I can grab it and I have faith. No, it's simply what we believe. And that's what I want. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to, oh, I'm gonna have enough faith. I believe it, I believe. It, no, it's not something that you have to work up. It's just simply what you believe. See, when you simply believe something, it's giving, it's giving shape to those things that you're hoping for, Right? Faith is proving God's word by acting on what it says. Did you hear that? Faith is proving God's word by acting on what it says. Because faith is giving substance to what we're hoping for about the word. Faith proves that the Bible is true. Wait, no, Pastor Josh, that sounds heretical. That's eisegetical there, Pastor Josh. No, it's not. Faith proves that the Bible is true and that what Jesus said actually works. When Jesus said this, I'm going to prove it by believing it and operating it and seeing it actually work. 
You can hope all you want that what Jesus said is going to work in your life when Jesus said, you know, by, my, by his stripes that you are healed. You can hope for that all you want and never see it operate in your life. And then you're just gonna doubt it. And that's religious faith, like we talked about last week. You're just, you're, you're basing it on your experiences and you're basing your faith on your hope and you're kind of mixing the two and, and, and no wonder why I don't get my prayers answered. Because I'm hoping. Hope does not get your prayers answered. Let's go on. We need to stop saying it. We need to stop saying I hope God will answer my prayers. The word hope is a wonderful thing. And for some reason in today's society, hope became purveyant about God's nature when it had nothing to do with God's nature. It doesn't move God. Hope does nothing to change God's mind or allow him to move on your behalf. Only faith does that. How do I know that? Because Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. God is only moved by faith. You want another one? Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, or eight, excuse me. It's by grace through faith that we're saved. See, God didn't bring the grace until our faith was enacted on his grace. And suddenly his grace saved us. But it was by faith that God moved on your behalf. What hope says versus faith? This is what I want you to see about hope. And then I'm gonna go on. Hope says this. I will have my prayers answered sometime. Or maybe God will answer my prayers. Or yeah, I'll get healed. Hear how I said that? That's hope. That's hope. But what faith says is I have the answers to my prayer now. Because faith takes and makes shape of the things you're hoping for and brings them into the reality of your now. Are you still with me? No. (laughs) I lost half of you. That's all right. How about we just say amen real quick and make you feel better? Amen. Amen. Preach it, preach it. Preach it, preach it. All right. See, we can believe these things because we know what the Bible says. And here's, what, here's my favorite thought. I, I, I told you last week that I told the students, you know, my favorite, you could probably all say it because I say it enough in here too, is read your stinking Bible. And the reason why I say that is because reading your Bible is what produces faith in me because how, do I, how does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Continual hearing of the word of God. And that's how faith comes. And, and, and faith comes because we know what the Bible says. But if we don't know what the Bible says about what we're praying for, then we're just hoping we're not having faith. And don't expect your prayers to get answered. Pastor Josh, don't expect it. Okay, I'm sorry, I won't. Because I know none of you deal or, or have problems with that. And I don't mean to step on anybody's toes tonight. It's not my intent to make you feel bad. Especially if, if what I'm saying is like touching a nerve. I don't mean to, but yes, I do. Because imagine a church, 
not just this church, not just Tree of Life Church, just imagine if the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, the, the gathered ones of Christ were all to come together and they all stopped just hoping and they started all believing, which means that they would be acting on what they truly believed. Just imagine if all Christians got together and started acting because faith produces action. Just imagine if all of us were to start acting on what we're believing that the Bible actually says. There would be no sick among us. There would be no impoverished amongst us. There would be people getting saved every single day in our workplaces, in our schools, in our households. We would see the move of God like we never have. Why is faith important? Because it would change your existence. You can't have faith, though, without knowing the Bible. I am a Bible man. Some people say, oh, Pastor Josh, you're just a faith guy. No, I'm a Bible man. There's nothing more important to me than the Bible. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. This is the most important thing in my life. The most important thing. It has rescued me from everything that I ever have dealt with. Brings me out. This is... When, when I sin, if I do something stupid, like yell at somebody or like think something stupid or say something stupid, immediately what the Lord does is he reminds me through the Holy Spirit about what the Bible says. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me guess. Yeah. I got to go ask for forgiveness or else I don't even need to pray right now. Oh yeah, that's, that's Mark eleven twenty five. Okay, thank you, Lord. I'll go say sorry. You know, the Lord reminds me of scripture. This should be our life. This should be our morning breakfast. It should be our evening dinner. It should be our midday meal. This should be our coffee. This should be what we're talking about. This should be what we're reading about. This should be what we're eating and feeding on every day because this is what's going to change us. This is what's going to give you faith. This, not this, not me, this. And this is what I teach the students back there. Don't believe it because I said it. Don't believe it because I said it, because I could be wrong. Go believe it because this is what it says right here and right here and then right here and then right here and then right here and right here. Amen. That's good. Thank you. So, if you want faith for something, or if you're wanting an answer to your prayer concerning something, and you aren't seeing an answer, then realize it isn't God withholding it from you. God wants to answer your prayer. It is his absolute desire. Are you saying, Pastor Josh, that God can't do something? Yes, I am. And do I have scripture? Yes, I do. Let's get to it. God isn't withholding it from you, though, and I'll get to that in a second. The problem is found on our end. If our prayers aren't getting answered or if we're not getting something from God, it's always found on our end. And and the first time I ever heard that was by a gentleman named Mike Gilbert. And I looked at Mike Gilbert and I said, you, sir, are wrong. (laughs) Because I believe that, No, yeah, God doesn't answer my prayers all the time. Only when it's his will. Only when he feels like it. And then he took me about 22, 23, maybe 4,000 different scriptures and proved me wrong 
in a loving way. And because my inquisitive nature wasn't defensive at that moment, I was like, wow, you're absolutely right. See, the Bible, not him, changed my mind. If we want faith for something, then we need to be feasting ourselves. Did you hear that word? Feasting ourselves on that subject. You need healing? Then start reading every subject in the Bible, not devotionals, not books. No, nothing wrong with books and devotionals. My wife has to remind me of this all the time. But feed yourself, feast, gorge yourself on the subject of whatever it is that you need in here. In here. Gorge yourself. Gorge. G- gorge. Not gourd like the oblong shaped thing. Gorge yourself on the word. You need provision? Go find out what God says about providing. And don't just read one or two scriptures. Go find every single one. And then every single day, feed yourself on it. And then the Bible says meditate on it day and night. Even Joshua and David both said in different places in scripture, meditate simply means this, to mutter to yourself. You, You mean I have to cross my legs and levitate? No. Meditate means to mumble to yourself. Speak it to yourself. We need to be the ones that speak more than a preacher does to us. And we need to be speaking this word over ourselves constantly, reminding ourselves constantly about what the Bible says. Otherwise, we can't have faith. It won't happen because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. My second point that I want to get to you guys today is this. It's the difference between faith and mental assent. See, now you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, hope and faith is obviously not the same, and I need to start, you know, not having just hope, but I need to have faith. But now let's get into something a little closer to home, and I apologize in advance. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, said this. The devil has given the church a substitute for faith that looks and sounds so much like faith Many people can't tell the difference. This substitute is called mental assent. An example of this is when many people see God's word and they they agree with it. They hear God's word and they agree with it. They're like, yeah, the Bible's true. Yeah, it totally says that. And I know God's right and I know it's in the Bible. So therefore, I'm going to agree. Of course, it's true. Yeah, it, it sounds good. It's totally what it says. But they're just agreeing with their minds. Mental agreement with the word is not faith. Mental agreement with the word is not faith. And this is where I was caught up in for so long. Because I believe that mental agreement meant faith. Yeah, the Bible doesn't lie. The Bible's absolutely true because I spent five years studying the subject if the Bible is accurate or not. I believe the Bible's absolutely right, but I still didn't have faith for anything. My hands, prayers weren't getting answered for sp- specific things. I was born with an incurable blood disease that I didn't, I had, it was bad. I didn't enjoy any moment of having a disease. And I knew that the Bible said, and in fact, I, I told you I'd go overseas and I would, I would pray for sick people and I'd get them healed and, and I'd come home and I couldn't even operate in heal, health and healing in my own life. And I wondered, and I would ask the Lord all the time, God, why aren't you healing me? Why aren't you healing me? And then after hearing somebody tell me this, that, that it was Mike Gilbert, after he told me that if you're not receiving something, it's not on God's end, it's on your end, I started researching it 
And because the Lord always reminds me of the scripture, because the Bible says that he'll remind us of all things that Christ ever said concerning the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit would do that. Jesus simply told me, I already have. And he reminded me of the scripture because there's two different places where it says by his stripes we were healed. One, it says by his stripes we were healed. And then in the Old Testament, it says by his stripes you are healed. In Isaiah, it's found there. But then Peter, looking back at the cross, said this, by his stripes I was healed or you were healed. The moment your healing happened, the moment your provision happened, the moment that you could get saved happened was when Jesus died on that cross and took it all and he died. And then when he rose from the dead and conquered it all and said, guess what, it's yours. I took the keys of hell and death and guess what, I gave authority to the church and guess what, the moment that you need anything, it's yours. Why? Ephesians chapter one, verse three says this, that he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He has. The key verse is a lot of times we all get caught up in with every spiritual blessing, that's awesome, right? No, but my thing is he has. The moment Jesus paid for it, we have what we need. It's just how it works. In Romans chapter 10, verse 10, and I'm gonna tell you now the difference between heart faith or, um, and, and mental ascent is found in Romans chapter 10, verse 10, and it says this, just in the very first sentence, it says this, for with the heart one believes. See, that's why there's a difference between head faith or mental ascent and heart faith because even Jesus was talking about it in our main text, which is found in Mark eleven twenty three. For assuredly, Jesus said, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his where? Heart. And does not doubt in his heart. See, heart, faith, and head faith are two different things. And in fact, some, uh, uh, notice what Jesus said. Jesus never said, and doesn't doubt in his head. Because did you know you can doubt in your mind and still have faith in your heart? Oh yeah, oh yeah. There is doubt that happens all the time. Your mind will always try to bring in doubt, but your mind is not who you are. When I say heart, I'm truly meaning your spirit, who God made you are, made you to be, or it made you. He made you a spirit, you live in a body and you have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and emotions. You are spirit. How do I know that? Because we're made in the image of God. Am I right? And what does the Bible say about God? He is a spirit. So you are a spirit. So in your heart, I'm talking about your spirit. When you believe, when you believe who God made you, the person that's inside this flesh, and that's like, you're like, I'm a ghost? No, <laughs> you're you. You look like you. But when you believe in your heart and your spirit is saying, yes, I agree with that, Lord, because you're agreeing with the Holy Spirit and you're agreeing with that, you can still suddenly have a thought, but what if? But my question for you is this, when that thought comes in, what do you say? And that's where we get stuck. 
That's where so many of us get stuck because we'll be praying and, 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 and we'll say, Lord, for me, this is how it was when I had that incurable blood disease. And Lord, I'm having the symptoms of this. And you said that by my, your stripes, I was healed. But Lord, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I still am seeing it in the mirror when I look at myself. What's going on? And he says, you don't believe it. You're stuck in your doubt. And I'm like, no, because I know what your word says. He's like, you agree with my word, but you don't believe my word. If I truly had believed his word, I would have said, silly devil, sickness is for you, not me. Because I would still stand on the truth because the truth doesn't change. Two plus two is four. It doesn't ever change. And I would always know that. And if truth never changes, then what I believe should never change either. Amen. So how do you know if you have mental assent or are in heart faith or relational faith or Bible faith? How do you know you're in one or the other? And this is how I'm gonna close. If you've been praying or not seeing answers or you're questioning why you aren't receiving even when you're quoting scripture, you're in mental ascent. It's just like I was. But faith says, if God's word says it, then I believe it and I have it. The promise is mine. That's what faith says. The Bible says it, so I believe it. That means I have it and that settles it. But mental ascent says this, well, I can't see the answer even though I've been praying and it hasn't come yet or I still feel it. That's mental assent. You're agreeing with the Bible, but you don't actually believe what the Bible says. Faith always says, I have it even if I can't see it. I have it even though I can't see it. If you already um, have what you've been praying for, then you wouldn't have to believe it. Am I right? You would know it just because you have it already. But to get to that place of knowing and seeing, you have to take that step of believing first. See, I know I'm healed. That incurable blood disease is gone. I don't have it anymore. Can't find it anymore. I know that. I see that. I experience that every single day. Every day. I experienced that, but I didn't have that. I didn't know that until I started believing that. We have to take the step first of faith, believing something, even if we don't see it. It's just like when you got saved. How did, did you feel saved when you asked Jesus into your heart? Oh, I didn't. I still, <laughs> huh. Hmm, I did not feel saved. <laughs> it was like a week later. And then I started feeling those goosebump feelings. And I looked at my head. Oh, God made that. Oh, it loves me. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh. It was, but in that moment, I did not feel saved. But did that make me any less saved? No, it says that with the heart confession or, or with the mouth confession is made under repentance. See, the moment I confessed it, I believed that he saved me. So therefore, I became a child of God. He rescued me in that moment. I didn't have to see it. I still don't see it. Dear God, sometimes I don't see it, even in my own life now. <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that I know I'm a child of the King of Kings. 
See, that's what faith is. So we can't, we have to connect salvation faith to provisional faith, to healing faith. It's the same deal. It's the same thing. Absolutely the same thing. And I'm going to close with this. In Mark eleven twenty four. it says that receiving comes after believing, not before. We need to stay in faith because it's a process. Faith is a process. And whatever part of the journey you're on, you're on the journey. And it's a good journey. It's absolutely fun. My mentor in faith told me you should believe every day for something from God. Every day. Have faith for something. Every day. And it's easy for me because back then I had an incurable blood disease. (laughs) That just messed my life up. It was easy for me to start believing every day for something. To start seeing that. But he said, believe God every day for something, even if it's just a nickel. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. Believe God for something. And when, see, it's like a bulldog. He just grabs onto it and doesn't let go. You know, you ever had a tug of war with a bulldog? Yeah, have fun. He wins every time. <laughs> Lockjaw or something. That's faith. Grab a hold of God's promises because they're for you. God's promises, his promises for you are yes and amen. Yes. When you ask her, he's like, yes. All throughout scripture, Jesus says, ask and I will give it to you. Because when you get, when you receive, when you're blessed, when you're healthy, when you're in joy, when you're loving one another, when you're good, and when you're, you're providing for other people because you're so blessed, that makes my Father's name glorified. Jesus said it too many times to count. That's what he talked about. God loves faith. He responds to it. And wherever you're at on that journey, just hold on. Start building up your faith. Grow in faith by reading your word every day. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word because by it, I know your promises to me. By it, I know what you've done for me. By your word, because, because you inspired men to write it down, you, you brought truth to me that changed my life. So God, I wanna thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for the truth of your Bible. Thank you, God, for it. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.